Welcome back, everybody. You are with West Vancouver Magazine and our podcast. And if you are a regular listener, you know that we have so much fun on the air. And it's largely due to the spectacular people who agree to come on and chat with us. Well, I have one of my favorite people today in Vancouver. He is stylish. He's artistic. He's educated. He knows everything. He's so darn smart. I'm actually quite intimidated to talk to him, but he is a leader among all of us. And the best part is he actually leads a group of young people to get to know the arts and works for a fantastic organization called Arts Umbrella. We, of course, are talking about Paul LaRock, CEO of Arts Umbrella. Paul, welcome to our show today. Oh, hey, that's such a nice intro. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Great to be here with you, Catherine. Well, thank you for joining us because there is so much exciting stuff happening right now. Some of us feel like life's getting back to a little bit normal as well, but life has been abnormal for you for a couple of reasons. You, of course, are with Arts Umbrella. You have a new building that we want to talk about. You probably have some new programs to talk about, too. So let's get down to it. Paul, introduce yourself to our audience today. Tell us how you came to be sort of the head of Arts Umbrella here in Vancouver. Uh, well, that's that's certainly something I take great pride in talking about. Um, I um, moved out from Ontario to work at Arts Umbrella back in the mid-1990s. Wow. And uh, I had the great fortune of working with the founder, co-founder, and then uh, longtime executive director, Carol Henriquez. And, uh, you know, Arts Umbrella provided me, as a newcomer to, to Vancouver, such an amazing entry point, uh, the people, the artists, the incredible educators that I've had the chance to work with, the, the, the sponsors and volunteers and so many amazing people that comprise the Arts Umbrella community. And, um, you know, um, I've been with Arts Umbrella off and on now for more than 15 of those 25 years with wow. a bit of a hiatus in between where I had the, the uh, very good fortune of working with the Vancouver Art Gallery. But, uh, but I started in Vancouver working with this amazing organization that's making such a huge difference um, in the lives of young people. And today I'm, I'm really privileged to be in the role of leading this, this group. Wow. Well, I I do see here, I mean, you've come from a film and cinema and arts background. Again, you mentioned your association or your work, of course, as a director at the Vancouver Art Gallery, associate director. So arts is really in your blood. What is it about it that gets you gets you going, gets you excited, because it works for me too. I'm a dancer and I love yeah. my music and things. And I remember we talked about this recently. What is it for you that attracts you to the world of arts? Well, it's something that has been a part of my life since I was a child, um, you know, being immersed in the world of music, learning the piano and singing and Um, getting involved in theater, musical theater was a huge passion of mine and still is. But even as a family, we, we would visit museums when we were on vacation. Um, And, 
you know, uh, I feel really lucky to have had that kind of um, introduction to to that amazing world. And, you know, when I think of Arts Umbrella, um, we do a lot for young people. But one of the most important things that I think any young uh, child growing up in this world is is this opportunity to identify as being an artist. Um, right. And with that comes a real sense of, of, of identity uh, because to be an artist is to be uh, in touch with your sense of creativity and expression. And, you know, whether um, a, a child at Arts Umbrella um, goes on to become an accountant or a doctor, um, they should still always identify as being an artist because that can be a part of our lives throughout our adult lives, right through our lives. And for me today, yes, I'm, um, I'm leading an organization. I'm, I'm an arts administrator, but, but I still have the arts in my life and I still follow that. And for example, one of the great joys of my life is that I'm fortunate enough to be a part of a uh, a choir, uh, Corleone men's choir. Oh, and they're my favorite. Yeah. I love yeah. them. <laughs> well, I do too, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's a big part of who I am, um, in, in my world and, and, uh, the opportunity to, to explore music and to have that camaraderie of being with other artists and to be a part of pr- the creative production, whether it's in the studio recording, um, CDs or in concert halls performing for audiences, which of course is something I think we're all really eager to be a part of again, um, coming out of this pandemic. But yes, it's it's an amazing thing to have that, and you clearly have it as well, Kat. <laughs> it is part of our being, and I agree with you so, and keeping part of that passion in your soul throughout your, yeah. your adult life is as you said, very, very important. And that starts at a young age, as we've both said here. And this is where Arts Umbrella comes in to play a pivotal role. So lay it out for those of us here who who maybe don't understand completely what Arts Umbrella does. So when I was little, I got taken to say music classes or I got taught it in my school. If I was lucky enough to have a school and I was that invested in these kinds of programs, or I, you know, my mom took me to ballet class or tap dancing class, or as you said, you got piano lessons. So now we have Arts Umbrella. Tell us how it was founded and tell us what its purpose is and how it plays into this development um, for children. Who is it for? What do you do? Well, it, it, it's an amazing story, and it's one that w- we here in Metro Vancouver and BC should be so proud of because Arts Umbrella was founded here uh, 42 years ago. Wow, that long! I didn't know it was that far ago. <laughs> yeah, and the organization has grown so much since um, it began, which was with a group of 45 students. Um, and, but really, this idea, which was... Um, you know, really brought about by a group of women artists who really had this vision for um, providing arts education to young people in the community across all disciplines and to ensure that the arts could be accessible. And, and that vision um, really is about providing 
life transformative moments or uh, to young people through arts education. And it began um, with um, uh, a pilot project which was uh, delivered here on Granville Island in the False Creek Community Center. And it was so successful. And it was at that very time that Granville Island was really beginning its next chapter as this sort of uh, arts and culture hub, the center and the, the place that it is today. And so Arts Umbrella had this opportunity to create a home here on Granville Island at the same time as other organizations were really beginning, like Arts Club Theater, the right. Carousel Theater, the Writers Festival, among others. And and so it began. And um, from the beginning, it was really about ensuring that there would be a very high standard for the education. And so hiring artists and instructors, educators who really had a passion for uh, for the, the discipline that they would be teaching. And it would, it would start with children as young as two, and today it goes to 22. Wow. And it spans dance, um, theater, film, music, art, the visual arts, and design. And that encompasses all of the, the media arts and this whole new digital realm that we're, we're exploring. And today, uh, from that 45 students 42 years ago, we are now proud to serve more than 24,000 children and youth every year, of which more than 80%, over 19,000, are engaged entirely through donor-funded um, uh, programs that are delivered. You know, while we have our main facilities here and in Surrey, the great majority of the programs are delivered through community centers, neighborhood houses, healthcare facilities, but also with a bursaries and scholarship program that remove the barriers for access here on Granville Island and wow. in Surrey. I'm still trying to picture that number because um, that's, that's huge. So the need is obviously there for you, Paul. How does somebody say apply? to arts umbrella. Is it open to everyone? Because you mentioned the word accessible. It was it initially designed for those who don't have access or don't have funds to buy their own dance class, music classes type of thing. How have you grown to these levels? So for um, tuition-based programs, here on Granville Island or in South Surrey, for example, um, Anyone who has a, a financial need can come in and very easily apply for bursaries. And we have a huge bursary program. Hundreds of thousands of dollars are given out through the generosity of our community. And, for example, you have been such a champion of our flagship fundraiser, the Splash <laughs> Art Auction and Gala. Well, that evening raises a lot of money for our bursary program through sponsors, through the paddle raise that you see every year. Mm -hmm. And and that's the kind of thing. So, um, you know, just here on Granville Island, it's close to 600 students receive bursaries and scholarships every year. Wow. Um, and But the great majority are, uh, are programs that we deliver in communities across Metro Vancouver where there is demonstrated need and vulnerability um, 
uh, for young people growing up who who need you know um, a greater yes. support system around them. And so um, we set ourselves up in um, community centers, um, neighborhood houses, and hundreds of schools throughout the year through a wide variety of programs that really engage students in visual arts and theater and dance and the media arts. And um, it's, it's a pretty extraordinary thing. And we're so proud to do it, but we could not do it if it wasn't for the generosity of our community who step up year after year to to uh, to write the checks to make these programs possible. Well, the gala is definitely one of the most uh, spectacular. And uh, for those who know me, I go to a gala or two. I've been known to hang around <laughs> yes. at a gala or two per week. No, <laughs> sometimes it is. But Arts Umbrella well, you're is an definitely a champion class. for these causes as well. <laughs> you are. Thank you so much. No, listen, you, you, um, it, it refreshes my spirit and soul to see these things in action. And talk about action. Action Jackson. That's what we had to call you for the last year or so because you've been oh. running between buildings. Basically, Arts Umbrella moved into a brand new home, which was the former Emily Carr University and Art Design Studio. So you're still on Granville Island, but you didn't just move. Like you didn't just take a couple cardboard boxes and doodle 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 down the street. You kind of brought cranes and bulldozers and <laughs> what you do over Thank there. You. It's spectacular. The results, Paul, are stunning. And again, just to tell our audience, I got a personal tour, a semi-personal tour from Paul of the new building. I think the, it was the day it opened or the day before. Yep. And I've got to tell you, it is absolutely beautiful i am stunned i have danced my whole life and i've never seen dance studios this beautiful and a facility this well laid out and again you went back to your community and your donors to get this you have beautiful galleries and hallways named for prominent people who've stepped up it just is you walk in and i feel magical just in the front door here so paul tell us about some of the bigger challenges you faced and of course you're up and running now a little bit of covid um safety programs are still in place so where did you start with this move and where are you at now um tell us about this massive project yes well i returned to arts umbrella to to take on this leadership role in the spring of 2016 so a little over five years ago and um one of my big tasks that uh, was given to me by the board was to to really ensure that Arts Umbrella had the expansion that it had long needed. Uh, we've, you know, have been in this amazing space on Granville Island from our beginning with some expansions over the year. It was a nail factory <laughs> circa 1930s. But to say that we had long outgrown that space is an understatement. And, um, and there were, you know, there were so many things that happened in that first year back um, that, um, you know, really kind of spoke to the stars being aligned in favor of Arts Umbrella. And of course, Emily Carr had um, in, I think, 2015, announced that their uh, their departure from uh, Granville Island. They were building this amazing new space uh, on Great Northern Way, which they're right. in now. And um, and so it 
created the possibility of perhaps Arts Umbrella looking at this space. And we specifically were looking at what is referred to as the South Building of Emily Carr University. And that was uh, created and built in the early 1990s and designed by um, the, the amazing Pat Cow architects, um, who more recently, of course, we know through the O'Dane Art Museum, That's right. uh, Polygon Art Gallery, among other amazing buildings. So we um, saw this building and we set our eyes on it. And um, to say that it would be perfect for us was an understatement. And it spoke <laughs> to four, four times the size. And it allowed us um, uh, to, to, to really envision uh, an arts umbrella for the next generations. And we were so fortunate to work with an amazing team of consultants um, led by um, Richard Henriquez of Henriquez Partners Architects. The construction group was ITC. Um, we had a BTY group um, project managing and a whole stream of, of um, engineering consultants and theater design consultants, uh, an amazing group coming together. And we have um, repurposed this uh, building through a $27 million expansion project. Um, and um, it now has six large dance studios on the, the fourth floor, four theater music and film studios, 10 art and design studios, including a media hub and an um, analog photography dark room, 132-seat <laughs> professional performance theater that was once the lecture hall, uh, right. a professional exhibition gallery, a scene and design shop. They're just, it's state of the art, and it's entirely dedicated to young people to explore their creativity through the arts. Wow. And it's an amazing model um, that, uh, quite honestly, I have not seen uh, a facility of its kind that offers the breadth and depth of programs for young people anywhere in North America. But yes. it only exists because a community stepped forward and, you know, we had lead support from the Government of Canada through the Department of Canadian Heritage, amazing support from the province, including signing over that lease to Arts Umbrella uh, and um, wonderful financial support as well. The city stepped up in big ways, but individuals and corporations from not only here in Vancouver, but across the country saw the value in this project. And in the end, we have raised more than 37 million to, to realize this project. Wow. And it's, um, it's really um, uh, astounding to me and so gratifying to see all of the work over the many, many decades um, that, really brought Arts Umbrella to the point where it is today. And this is, you know, um, hundreds upon hundreds of instructors and teachers who poured their blood, sweat, and tears into mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and their passion and their heart into this place. <laughs> all of the volunteers, all of the donors who believed in, in this cause. And, you know, it all came together. And um, this city, this province, this country is going to be 
the recipient of that generosity and young people growing up uh, here, um, you know, it's going yes. to change the face of, of this city for sure. Yeah. Um, to have a facility of this um, um, standard um, uh, for young people, it's, it's gold amazing. standard, you could say, hey, yeah. it matches yeah. your colors, your colors are yellow, yes. you now have a gold, you really do. And I've got to say, you know, when I when I've gone through you know my version of the arts growing up and the theaters that I was in and things, your your building and what you have made it, what you have created, is truly a gold standard that I I hope others aspire to. I think you are absolutely top of your class with this. It was a stunning tour, everybody. We have the photos here online as well for those of you who want to click through on the website. We'll put all this information up for you and stream these together because it was a lovely day spent with it. And the only thing missing at that time, of course, Paul was the kids because you hadn't officially opened your door yet but now you have mm -hmm. and the programs are running so what is to wrap us up here tell us a little bit about yeah. now you've got this beautiful beautiful facility you've got all these programs you've got people involved and you know you're investing in the future here what is the future as you see it well you you talked about gold standard for the building but if I was to say something, the, the building really was built to that standard to reflect the standard of the programs that are being led at Arts Umbrella. You know, included in that is a um, one of the world's most renowned pre-professional contemporary ballet programs that is that are that is drawing young dancers from around the world now to train at Arts Umbrella to prepare for careers in dance that's you know this this building which features um you know six large dance studios uh of the highest standards of performance theater that is only going to support the growth of that program to the next level but we can see that across all of the disciplines and when you look for example in the art and design department and you look to what might happen in this new building um, several years ago, I brought the team from Microsoft through the building and, um, and, you know, they've been in Vancouver for a number of years now. And really, um, in addition to, to, to bringing this, uh, you know, hub of creativity here to Vancouver, they've been, you know, very community focused and we will be launching a new interactive game design program that was inspired oh. by the vision for this building in our new um, Moth Family Media Hub. And this So you're talking about video coding? Are you talking like computer coding, game creation? Game, game, game creation and design. It's, it's going to be launching in January of 22, uh, 2022, funded by Microsoft. And it's going to uh, bring hundreds of high school students from communities across Metro Vancouver at no cost to participants with a focus on schools from areas that demonstrate high social, cultural, economic vulnerability. And this, this program will be an educational resource to support schools that may not have the access to digi digital media education. It and moves fast, doesn't it? The digital yeah. world. And if you're including that now in your umbrella, um, it yeah. seems to make sense. Why not? Doesn't it? That's a great future goal. I like that. <laughs> it's an amazing new program.
program that will be one of many programs that will launch. We have a new program that's starting in October of this year that we will be calling Hindsight. It's a solo performance and interdisciplinary art project specifically for BIPOC youth ages uh, 12 to 19 for teens. And it will be a series of eight weekly online sessions uh, that really um, develops aspects of solo performance and creation, um, including things like story structure, character development, narrative, and more. And it will be led by a team of guest artists. But this is a program that will be able to begin here. And we've received funding for this program because we will have the space in which to really develop these kinds of programs. And the BIPOC programs are important. Uh, for those of you, again, listening, BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color programs designed to help elevate their access. Is that a good way of putting it, towards programs that are more specialized, Paul? Or It's really, um, really creating programs that reflect the communities in which we live. And, and the young people who are growing up in this community and to really provide um, that platform so that all stories, all experiences, all cultures can be celebrated and, and to create that kind of launch pad here at Arts Umbrella wow. um, within, within the world of arts and arts creation, uh, arts production. And um, so it's, it's extremely exciting. Well, it is exciting, and it's exciting talking to you, and my goodness, I mean, as you say, the arts never leave you, so I I get excited just speaking about all this stuff and remembering all the things and remembering that it's good to sit down and, I mean, when you invest in something like this, you are investing in the future. We just spoke about that, but I always found, I had a very wise teacher in my past once who said that, you know, the arts are as important, as important, if not maybe more important than the basic R's, read and write and arithmetic, right? Because you get math, you get math and music, you get math and design and photography, there's geometry, there's, you get math, you get history, you get English arts, you get societal um, issues, our music reflects that, our art reflects that, our dance reflects that, and Arts Umbrella, under your tutelage, if we can call it that, is also reflecting that. Paul, you are a reflection of what Vancouver is, what it can become, you and Arts Umbrella. Um, be very proud, sir, what you have done Thank is you. amazing. Will you come back and talk to us again one day? I, I mean, we could have talked all day, I think. I could so, have danced uh, all night, it, you got it. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Catherine, and it's an honor to be on your, to be a part of this podcast. Well, West Vancouver Magazine is the podcast, everybody. Look us up. We are on Apple uh, Podcasts. We're on Spotify. I forget where we are. We're basically mostly at westvancouver.com. Go there, look us up, sign up, subscribe, call us, be with us. We love to be with you. So thank you, everybody. I hope that you all will stay in touch and save me a smile.